Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Relove Podcast. My name is Ezzie Spencer and I am your host. I am an author, I'm a coach, I'm a podcaster, and I help brilliant, magical women to create love. I do that through answering listener questions uh, on this podcast and also diving into some of the themes that I see coming up inside of my coaching containers. I offer group coaching. So that is uh, for 2023. There'll be a 12 week mastermind experience, an in-depth transformational experience working through the Relove method. And so if you're interested in that, jump onto the wait list. I know there's a couple of hundred people already on that wait list. I haven't forgotten about you. I will be coming back with more information about the Relove Mastermind later in 2023. And just in this particular season, in the first part of 2023, I am focusing on the one-on-one transformational journey. The deeper journey, the private journey feels really exciting for me in 2023. So if you're somebody who is more drawn to a private experience, then feel free to reach out about that. You can find details over on my website, ezispencer.com. You can click on one-on-one and there is a little video there which speaks more about the experience as well as an application form. So then uh, let's dive into the question which I'll be addressing in this podcast episode. And this question is such a good one because if you are single and wanting to start dating, or if you're going through the process of putting your toes into the dating pool, and maybe there's someone that you've met, or maybe there's someone at the back of your mind, and you might be wondering about how to balance wanting the thing versus attaching to the thing. And specifically here, the thing is referring to love. It's referring to connection, intimacy, relationship. The shape of that is going to be dependent upon you and terms of what your desires are. I invite you always to come into dialogue with your own heart to discern what is true for you in this particular season of your life. But generally, if you're drawn to the Relove Method, you're likely an extremely intelligent woman who is also wanting to balance out your life with that romantic connection in terms of that intimacy that comes through a romantic and intimate relationship, right? So this is, um, sorry, my partner's just sending me a really funny saucy text. Okay. So back to it. Let me focus on balancing the thing versus attaching to the thing. So I think this is such a good question because it is hard. It is hard to be in the place of authenticity in terms of your connection with your own desires, as well as allowing the mystery to unfurl, allowing yourself to enter into the unknown. And there's nothing that the human mind despises more than the unknown because the human mind likes to know things like the human mind likes to understand the human mind likes to have direction, focus, linear progression, checkpoints, and then the ultimate destination in a predictable timeline. <laughs> if you were to put the human mind in heaven, nirvana, utopia, or whatever, um, you know, that would be the human mind's definition of happiness and delight and joy and a life that is unbelievably perfect. If you're finding it challenging to stay open to the thing and want the thing versus getting really, um, 
obsessed with the thing, fantasizing about the thing or attached to the thing. There's a reason why it's hard because it's requiring you to separate out your mind and your heart. So to come into split screen, if you will, and to see that two things are true at any one time. And it's a challenge for us to be able to do this and to be able to hold this. It does require practice to separate out the mind and the heart. It doesn't require practice to be in the split screen with one of the screens wanting the thing and the other part of the screen being grounded in the reality that the thing isn't currently here, that we don't have that relationship. And that is something which exists in the future, which exists in the unknown, which exists in the mystery. And we're not in control of our heart's desires, or let me put that another way. Our mind is not in control of our heart's desires. And if our heart is desiring something, if our body is desiring something, then the mind can play a a regulatory function around that. The mind can repress those desires, but they're going to come out in some way at some time, even if it's a feeling of sadness or regret or loss later in life, because you didn't have the courage to go for what it is that you really wanted. I really live by this principle. Bronnie Ware shared as one of the top regrets of the dying. In fact, it was the number one regret of the dying that she found when she was working as a palliative care nurse in Sydney. And what she found that number one regret was, was that people wish that they'd had the courage to live the life that they were really wanting to lead, right? And so people at the end of their lives consistently as their number one regret would share that they wished that they'd gone for it, that when they were able to look back and see their whole life, you know, in hindsight, when they're able to draw together all of the dots at the very end of the moment of being in this particular corporal form, you know, being in the human body and this particular life at this particular time in this particular experience, people were like, why didn't I just go for it? And so it is really important, I believe, to to be honest with yourself about what your heart's desires are right here, right now, in this moment, when you can really do something about it, when you have so much life left to live. And yes, even if you're 40 or 50 or 60, you have so much life left to live. Don't talk yourself into being too old when, you know, you have half your life ahead of you, right? You know, it's absolutely possible for you to find love, even if you're not married at 30 and you don't have the two kids by 35 or whatever. It does not mean that you are not going to find love and connection and happiness in this lifetime. That's external conditioning. Your love life can get even more delicious and fulfilling even after you go over particular age milestones that you've been conditioned to believe indicate that you've hit the end of the road for you. The truth is, is that when you come back into your heart, when you let down the blocks to your own feminine essence, your own magic, when you put up your own heart flair, then it doesn't matter if you're 40, 50, 60 or 70, you will attract people who will be exciting suitors for you, you know, but there is the deep work that happens underneath that, that facilitates that experience being true for you. You need to be brave. You need to cross the moat, if you will. You need to go into the unknown. You need to be willing to put your mind in service to your heart. So not throwing your mind out of the window, but allowing your mind to come into the correct position, which is to support your heart and to support your heart's desires. Okay. So as I say, balancing wanting the thing versus attaching is hard because on 
quite a deep spiritual level, actually quite a deep human personal development level. It does require you to separate out the mind and the heart. It requires you to let go of the mind's coercive control over you and your entire being. It requires you to go into the unknown and to hold your mind and your heart together, to hold the rational and the knowable right here together with the feminine mystery and the potential, the capacity for creation, which is actually your power. Like that's actually something that exists inside of you. Yeah. So on a very practical level, what can be very helpful is to continue to focus on yourself through this process, right? To continue to focus on your own self-love, to focus on your own self-worth, to focus on your own life. So to not abstract yourself so far out of your experience of the the day-to-day and to not put happiness as that destination somewhere in the future if you achieve a certain goal or until you meet someone that you really like or until you're picked or chosen, you have got power and agency in the here and the now to really focus on yourself, to focus on your life and to focus on the quality of the relationship that you have with your heart. So even coming into a place of unconditional self-love and self-acceptance, even that alone is going to be an enormous win. Now, of course, the paradox of that is actually that you're going to become even more attractive because it's such an unbelievably attractive quality when someone has the conditions of emotional safety inside of themselves, which come along with being in a place of self-acceptance and self-love. Like it is just is so delicious and so divine, right? But even committing yourself to that journey of coming into a place of inhabiting your own self-worth to coming into self-love and self-sovereignty can be really helpful because you are giving your mind something to do. This is another way that you could come into that split screen, right? Because you can listen to your own heart's desires about you and your life and what it is that you want to create for yourself in the absence of someone else. You can come into a deep fluency in terms of your own needs in life beyond relationship as well, romantic relationship as well, and attending to that. So planting the seeds inside of your own life and then nurturing those seeds, watering those seeds is how you'll look around some weeks and months around the track where you realize that you're in your own flourishing garden. This is going to make you magnetic to somebody who's going to be a little bit more mature, someone who's going to really value that in you and it's going to be really exciting for you to experience the difference in in the quality of the behavior when people are showing up to the door of your flourishing garden and a really helpful phrase that can that you can use here that you can give to your mind to use as well is this or something better this or something better that's going to help you to hold it lightly and to drop that fixation or that attachment to the thing So to summarize how to balance wanting the thing versus attaching to the thing. And the thing I'm speaking about specifically in this context is love, relationship, you know, being with your soulmate, that beautiful intimacy and entwining um, of two people and being in love and creating a life together. So the first thing in the episode, of course, was to be kind with yourself. So there's a reason why it's hard. 
there's a reason why it's hard to want the thing and not have the thing and not get attached to the thing or getting obsessed about the image of the thing or how you want it to look. It requires a kind of split screen, right? It requires you to separate your mind and your heart. It requires you to hold the reality of where you are in the present moment where you don't currently have the thing. And that's the known with the unknown, which is the mystery, which is the magic, which is what is coming in, which is going to be amazing. It's going to be incredible. I know that it will be because you are here. You're listening to the podcast. You are doing the work. You're on a sincere quest and inquiry to cultivating this and to release any blocks that are standing in the way between you and that. So I know it's coming. I know that unknown is going to be brilliant, but there's a reason why it's hard for the mind to rest into that because the mind is designed to keep you in the knowing. It's designed to keep you in the familiarity. So air quotes, like keep you safe. And, you know, there is a kind of safety in terms of keeping you in your known zone, but it's also going to prevent you from breaking the patterns of a lifetime and stepping into the depth of the relationship that perhaps you've never experienced. Like what is happening inside of the unknown for you because you are on this sincere quest and journey is going to be so much better than what it is that you have experienced. But the mind has got a pretty simple program in it, which is a known good unknown bad, right? And so what it is that you're doing in allowing yourself to come into connection and dialogue with your own heart's desires is that you are putting your mind in service to the heart. So you are thanking the mind for its service and you are going to certainly appreciate the way that the mind will support you in navigating the unknown. However, the heart really gets to lead the way when you come into the unknown. The heart gets to lead the way in terms of the mystery and the magic and the romance and the love, right? The heart gets to lead the way. So you're going to be making a fundamental change in terms of the way that you are running your own operating system as a human. And that is hard. So be gentle with yourself, be kind with yourself. Know that if you are experiencing challenges with that, that is perfectly normal. And those challenges or that resistance is not a signal to stop doing it. It's an invitation for you to gently calm the mind, get your mind on board and allow your heart to lead the way. The second thing is to focus on building up your own sense of self by really building up your own garden, by planting seeds, by stepping into your personal power and agency, by watering the seeds, by curating the type of experiences and inviting in the kind of people who are going to have you really come alive, become the queen of your own life and to create your own garden and learn boundaries, learn not to let people in, learn not to give away your treasure, learn to continue to choose yourself and to take care of yourself, coming into intimate dialogue with your own needs, with your own desires, and to practice this for a little while. Give your mind something to do. (laughs) This is the way that your mind can be in service to your heart to support you to beautifully cultivate your own garden. And then the third thing here is to hold it lightly, how to balance wanting the thing versus attaching to the thing, hold that thing lightly. And a very helpful thing that you can do here is to use the phrase this or something better, this or something better, so that you don't get into an fixation or an obsession about how you think something should look. The heart is going to be how you're going to step into the quantum field and create something that is beyond what you had ever created to be able to create the kind of love that is beyond the frame 
frame of reference of your mind, right? Beyond what you've necessarily seen or experienced or witnessed in your life to date, you know, listening to your own heart and coming into the feelings. So coming into the somatic sensations inside of your body as to how you want it to feel is the pathway forwards and allow that to emerge through your heart's desires, through being anchored in the physical sensations of what it's going to feel like when that comes. And from that place, then say to yourself, this or something better, allow space again for the unknown and again for the magic and the mystery. So I do have a free quiz over on my website, ezyspencer.com, that gives insight into where you might be blocked in love. And with the quiz results comes a free love potion. So this is a beautiful audio that you can download and listen to, and it supports you to connect in with those physical sensations, with the feelings. This is the power of the feminine. This is the power of you connecting in with your own body. Your body is a tuning fork and your body is also the site of a tremendous amount of creative power. So I invite you to go and check out that free quiz over on essiespencer.com. And if you are interested in diving into a facilitated journey, inviting you to check out the coaching offerings over there as well. How to come into dialogue with your heart, learning to cultivate that relationship with your body, learning how to feel on a deeper level, learning how to grow a flourishing garden that is going to have you be unbelievably magnetic to the kind of people who are going to be really exciting to you. So you get to experience the courtship process, start to have fun dating because it is absolutely possible for you to have a huge amount of fun. And to do that, we often need to dissolve any unconscious vows, anything that's blocking you from fully inhabiting your self-worth and coming back into your feminine essence and magic and allowing that to be seen and to be felt. So if you're interested in exploring a facilitated journey, then know this is the work that I absolutely love to do. So you can check out my offerings over there on ezyspencer.com as well. You can click on one-on-one and find out more about the private journey or jump onto the waitlist for the Relove Group Mastermind later this year. You are so capable of creating the most epic love. I know this to be true.